With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today, we're mock drafting the top five picks. We're going to go back and forth telling you who we would pick with the first five picks in the draft. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Playoffs? You want to talk about playoffs? Yes, that's right. Football's playoffs start this weekend, and there's no better place to get in on all the action with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. If you haven't checked out the app yet, there's no better time to sign up and start cashing in. Celebrate the most exciting time of football season. DraftKings is giving you the chance to double your money. All it takes is one touchdown to be scored during Saturday's football games. That's right. Once you opt in, place your bet. All you have to do is sit back and wait for a touchdown. While we're all excited for football, let's not forget the 2021 basketball season has kicked off. So head over to the app right now. Check out all DraftKings and daily odds boosts. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code PFF when you sign up to have a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in one of Saturday's games. That's, pro- that's promo code PFF for new players to get a shot at doubling your money. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, Sam, first of many, let's do some mock drafting. We'll go through the five picks. We will go back and forth. And since you won the coin toss, I'll let you go first. You're on the clock. The number one overall pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Where are you going? Immediately running to the podium, turning in the card, Trevor Lawrence, number one overall. Easiest decision in the entire draft. Three straight seasons with a PFF grade above 90. Um, The cleanest prospect we've seen come along since you know insert great quarterback prospect here depends how far you want to go back Andrew Luck 2012 Peyton Manning 98 John Elway back in the early 80s I mean Trevor Lawrence is as good and as clean as it gets in terms of an evaluation you know doesn't guarantee he's going to pan out but it's it's as good as you're going to get at the number one overall pick Jacksonville falls over themselves to get that one in yeah I think we're going to do some dailies on all of these prospects individually give them about 10 minutes of time eight to 10 minutes and we'll go through, you know, full on evaluations. But Lawrence is, he he really has all the tools when it comes to arm talent and the ability to make any throw to any part of the field, plus some athleticism. I think it all makes sense. Coming into the season though, Justin Fields from Ohio state was considered maybe able to challenge Lawrence for the number one overall pick. And then Fields outplayed him in the playoff. And I do wonder I don't think Lawrence, it's going to hurt Lawrence being number one overall, but I think maybe people were thinking twice a little bit or thinking, you know, Fields has been up and down this year. So um, that brings me to number two with the New York Jets. And the playoff game that Fields played did have me considering him at number two versus Zach Wilson. We've been back and forth on our draft board between BYU quarterback Zach Wilson and Ohio State's Justin Fields. 
And Fields definitely hit a lull at a point in the season, had a rough game against Indiana, a rough Big Ten championship against Northwestern, grading in the 50s as a passer in that game. But I saw a lot of what I need to see in the playoff game, the Clemson game. He answered a lot of questions for me, and I think Fields has all the tools. If I'm the Jets, I still have a little more evaluating to do on Zach Wilson. But as of right now, I'm leaning Justin Fields. And as a prospect, so I'm going to go number two, Justin Fields. Uh, as a prospect, he reminds me a little bit of Carson Wentz. A lot of this, he plays a little slow sometimes. I think you could speed that up as he gets used to a new system, or as he gets more familiar with things and becomes more comfortable. But he's got great arm talent, great athleticism. You can build some run game around him as well. So I'm going Fields at number two for the Jets. Not a great time for a quarterback to be reminding you of Carson Wentz, <laughs> given how no, his season just I, went. We got to put that in perspective, right? I mean, Wentz is a uh, he's a good quarterback, you know, it, over time, right? But it was just Wentz as a prospect. Some of the some of the strengths right. and weaknesses were were similar for those two guys. Yeah, All right, number I, I mean, three is the I Dolphins. Think- I think there's definitely, you know, there's some reasons to be concerned with Justin Fields from his tape in a way that aren't really there for Trevor Lawrence. So it's definitely the the Fields versus Zach Wilson discussion at two is really interesting. It is. And I think the discussion at number three is just as interesting because the Dolphins are up. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Houston Texans. It's the Texans pick. And I think there's going to be a legitimate debate about whether or not they should take a quarterback at number three. So where are you going, Sam? I think there is. Um, the very minimum, they have to be asking themselves that question and doing the due diligence and comparing Fields and Wilson to where they had to a ranked this time a season ago and how all those evaluations pan out essentially dictates what they should do, right? If it's, if it's 50-50, I wouldn't take a quarterback. I know there are people out there, you're probably one of them, that would say, take one. If it's 50-50, you double your chances of hitting on the right guy. Why, why wouldn't you do that? If it's, to me, if it's not a clear upgrade, I'm not taking another quarterback at the top of the draft. So, but it's, it's down to where they evaluate those guys, right? Not where I evaluate them. So I, th- I think there's a good argument that Zach Wilson has had a Joe Burrow-like catapult of a season to throw himself to the top of the draft and may well be um, seen as a better prospect at this point than Tua was a season ago, but I'm not 100% convinced yet. And at that point... I'm just not getting into that mess, and I'm going to take a different position. I'm going to take the, one of the most certain things in the draft instead, and let's take Panay Sewell, the tackle out of Oregon. Incredible um, tape from him. Monster in the run game. Great in pass protection as well. They reached for a tackle in the draft last year with Austin Jackson. Hasn't really panned out, and yet this is an offense that does kind of protect offensive linemen when two is in the lineup, so give him an absolutely dominant guy at left tackle and let's go to work. Yeah. Penesul, one of the best tackles we've ever seen in, in our grading and moves like a tight end really does everything well. And I love the, uh, I don't know if Renner is going to update it in the draft guide this year, but I like the preseason draft guide. We put all the players strengths and weaknesses in, you know, remember what his negatives were, Sam doesn't no. have one, no <laughs> weaknesses for Penesul. That's pretty so, useful. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think offensive tackles are often called safe in the draft. And, you right. know, I like to laugh at that. But this one, feels, yeah, this one feels pretty safe. Um, we talked about maybe where we might go with these top five picks. And I might throw you a curveball here with number four. Because mm-hmm. I, I, the number four is the Atlanta Falcons. And I think they're in a really tough, not a tough spot. It's just, a, you know, they got to make, they have a decision to make. It'll be a new coaching staff. It'll be a whole new regime. 
in Atlanta, new general manager. Matt Ryan is under contract until 2023. And it's going to be tough to get rid of him until maybe after 2022. It's going to be really difficult. I mean, you're stuck with Matt Ryan. So the debate about do they bring in another quarterback or does a new coach and GM, do they want to groom a new guy? Um, So I am tempted to look at Zach Wilson here. The thing that might hinder that is, ah, you know, getting rid of Matt Ryan. What do you do with Matt Ryan? He's 38 also at the end of that contract. And a guy who I think we've already seen his arm diminish just a little bit. So I'm back and forth on whether or not they take a quarterback here at number four. I was considering Patrick Sertan, very clean cornerback prospect out of Alabama. But I think I'm going to go Zach Wilson. I'm going to go BYU quarterback Zach Wilson. uh, And I'm going to say as the new GM, he's going to be my guy going forward. I might try to get creative with a Matt Ryan trade or he's going to sit behind Ryan for at least a year. But Wilson's got the tools. He's developed just incredibly, and uh, I I just think he might be too good to pass up. 95 PFF grade this year, by the way. Yeah, which is insane. Um, I don't hate that. I I don't think it's crazy at all. Jumping back to Sewell for a second, he allowed 15 total pressures in two seasons. (laughs) That's just just silly. That's not supposed to be possible. We only got to see Panay Sewell as a freshman and as a sophomore, right? We didn't even get to see his junior tape, but he probably would have dominated even more. So... I think he's clean at tackle. And then with Wilson, you know, Wilson caught my eye as a freshman and then he graded. Okay. He graded well, 80. And then last year in 2019, a little banged up 76. And then this year he had the breakout 95 grade. Just didn't really have a bad game at all. Competition wasn't great, but able to isolate what the quarterback does and the ball just flies out of his hand. I mean, there's so much to like about Wilson in his game. All right, so that puts the Cincinnati Bengals on the clock at number five. Both quarterbacks gone, um, Panay Sewell gone, who a lot of people are, are sending to Cincinnati. I think it's not a bad spot to be in still. I think it gives them the choice of an extremely good wide receiver group. And those guys in today's NFL hit the ground running pretty well. Look at the wide receiver classes of the past few years. They've been strong as well, and so many of them have been dominant right off the bat. I don't know if any of them are as good as Alabama's Devontae Smith, who just won the Heisman Trophy, first wide receiver since Desmond Howard to win the Heisman Trophy. Devontae Smith has the highest PFF grade we've ever given a receiver. Um, His numbers this season are absolutely insane. 20 touchdowns, a ton of yards. You just watch him every single week absolutely carving up college defenses I think he'll do that immediately I think he's a better prospect than the Alabama receivers that went the year before both Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs I just he's an incredible complete receiver what's going to happen because they're the scouts who timed him last year for whatever it's worth are saying you know high four fours maybe in the four fives what's going to happen when he runs in the four fives because we're talking about he's not as fast as Judy He's the, he's the fourth fastest Alabama receiver over the last two years among these first-round caliber players Be, between Henry Ruggs, uh, J- Jerry Judy, and then Jalen Waddell, who's right. going to be undervalued because he was hurt and incredible out there. Devontae's not going to run all that fast. Is that going to hurt his draft stock? I mean, it shouldn't. I mean, yes, he's the fourth fastest of that group, maybe. Though, remember, like, Jerry we'll Judy see. didn't... I want to see it, yeah. But also, Jerry Judy didn't run fast, right? People thought he would. Um, and his time was not particularly good. And the other two guys are like 4-2. So <laughs> you're not supposed to be as fast as, as Waddle and Ruggs. And, and if Judy is your comp in terms of speed, 
you're fine because, again, you win the same way. You get separation through route running. You don't need to be blazing past everybody else. I would be tempted, though, at number five for the Bengals, Jamar Chase, reuniting him with Joe Burrow, the LSU wide receiver, that connection that they had in 2019, one of the best in college football history. Jamar Chase reminds me of a bigger Antonio Brown with his feel for getting open at the catch point. He's another guy. I don't think he's a burner, just knows how to get open and win down the field. So I think I'd probably lean Chase over Devontae Smith if I was there at five. But, you know, I wasn't the Bengals GM for this one. It's the top five mock draft we'll do more of these as we go and we'll have a lot more draft content in our on both the pff nfl podcast and the pff nfl daily let us know what would you do with those top five picks pff nfl daily